presents right now the featured podcast of new right network mobilizing countering the left energizing the right new right network home of the new right movement
who has dealings with China to the point that I believe he's had more than $10 million annually just for setting up meet and greets with people in the United States. We had Eric Swalwell, a congressman who is on the Intelligence Committee in the House of Representatives, who had a sexual relationship with an alleged Chinese spy, Fang Fang. These kinds of attacks on the United States can be very, very concerning for citizens. What can the United States start to do to protect themselves against these covert attacks? I think, first of all, everyone needs to read uh, the, the, the specter of communism is ruling our world to really, uh, I think, understand the tactics uh, the, the communist party is using. And also, I think it's very important to follow truthful media or, or like citizens, like citizen journalists like myself, to really, I think, understand the nature and how the CCP would do things. And to, I think, to educate ourselves first and then spread the word secondly. And then I think uh, we need really to defend our basic values. The CCP, I think the most we can say effective uh, tactic now is I think corrupt people, corrupt people's heart. We have, maybe we have, we have a branded system here. We have, you know, democracy, we have court system, we have this and that. But as, as soon as the people inside this system, especially those who are in the key positions, were corrupted by the CCP, then the system is gone. It collapsed in no time. So we need to really to, uh, to defend ourselves to, I think, first of all, need to recognize the nature and never harbor, I think, uh, lose, uh, I think unrealistic, I think, uh, illusion towards the CCP. I think for the past four decades, many politicians are promoting like embracing China. If we help them to get rich, they will one day join our family. That were never going to be happen. So we need to, first of all, I think, uh, recognize the CCP for what it is and say it out loud. It's the enemy, not only of America, it's the enemy of humankind. So never treat your enemy as your friend. We all know, you know, that old story, uh, there's a snake, uh, you save its life and then you, it bites you and it killed you. So we need to treat it as enemy, enemy is enemy. So we need to actually put up all our defense system to recognize its tactics and to spread the words. And maybe I think uh, know a little bit more stories like what the life really is inside communist China. If we do follow their tactics, we do, also adopt social socialist in America. What I experienced will be what you will experience very soon if we don't defend our freedom now. Thank you, Jennifer. Well, we have some great live questions that are coming in on our Discord server. You can send them in live right now and we'll have them asked. Jennifer, we have a question from Vaden who says, does China think they have a chance of occupying U.S. farmland? Yes, I, I think um, 
not only farmland, I think their ambition is much, much bigger. It was to its own agent they inside the, the system. I'm not sure whether you've watched that speech by a Chinese professor. I think his, his name is Di Dongsheng. I translated his 18-minute speech into English. I put it on YouTube and it got deleted, deleted and uh, I put on it on Rumble again. So he boasted, we have, you know, people at the top. So if they have the people at the top and at the core inner circle of politics and influence, so they kind of think, I think put their ambition is put America, whole America, not only this farmland into its own pocket, it's want to occupy America. I think that many, many years ago, maybe in 2003, there was a, a CCP general, uh, an army people, Called his name is Zhi Haotian. He definitely said, you know, China's environment and natural resources uh, have been totally damaged by its fast growing economy. Uh, economy. It only, you know, care about the GDP. It never tried to protect the environment. So they recognized, they, they realized the problem. And he said, oh, the, the sky in America is so clear, the water, the lake is so, so clear. The only opportunity for our party to survive is to need our people to go out of China and occupy America. And then our, our own people, our, the whole nation will support our party forever. So that's his basic theory. So that was very shocking when it was uh, leaked. But I think in 2003, at that time, everybody was, was in love with China. Nobody would pay much attention. But you, you, if you look back, if you look, observe what happened in these two decades, you realize the danger is already here. Absolutely. And you just mentioned that your video, when you made that translation, was deleted by YouTube. Do you experience a lot of censorship uh, that YouTube or the main social media platforms do against you? All the time, all the time. I, 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 I've already said I started my YouTube channel in April when they, they I think the pandemic was at its peak or, of, or just starts to peak, to spread. So I think that was the most critical moment to, for us to know this danger. But at that moment, everything I think uh, the WHO had a meeting with this social media junk and uh, mm. uh, required them to follow whatever the guideline of WHO. But WHO has been covering up this pandemic for the CCP for all the time. So whenever you discuss, you know, the pandemic, they censored you. They, they put a yellow flag on, on you. And once I think I did a program to talk about the origin of the virus. And then they, they demonetize my entire channel. So for all the time, I think, especially after the election, they censored any video. You, if you dare to say there's any problem in, in this election, they censor you. So, and now they delete my, my entire video. So I, I just did a program say I even, 
did not practice self-censorship in labor camp because at that time, my situation was already bad enough. I was already in the labor camp, who cares? So whenever the evil police asked me to criticize Falun Gong, I always say Falun Gong is good, Falun Gong is good, you are wrong to put us in jail, I, I don't care. But now, because I didn't want to lose my channel, I didn't want to lose the connection of my or the channel for me to spread the truth. I did have concerns. So sometimes I practice self-censorship. Sometimes I try to bypass, you know, some kind of keywords. When I say fraud, I say F-R-A-U-D or a problem or that, and that word starting with F, you know. It's so, but I think it's so ridiculous why we escaped China to a free world. And now I'm doing something I even didn't do in China. I think we really, every American should wake up and we should talk to the congressmen and ask them to put some pressure on the social media giant and to, to ask them not to do this to, you know, to free people. This is not correct. It's not communist country, but it always for me felt like so. And that actually leads into another great question from a viewer. So you've had to self-censor because social media platforms, which have had even more viewership and more participation than ever in the era of COVID-19, where people were encouraged to stay home. And the only form that we can really talk to one another anymore is with these social media platforms. They are complicit with the World Health Organization, which is complicit with the Communist Party of China. It's a very interesting domino effect of how that type of communist regime can enter the United States. And we have a lot of countries that are also complicit with the CCP, including Canada. So we had a question by Rose Taylor. Her question is, what is the deal with the Chinese soldiers reportedly on standby on the Canadian border? Should we prepare for war? For the viewers who uh, don't have any context, they had Chinese soldiers training in Canada for the last several weeks now. So go ahead, Jennifer, and answer Rose's question. I'm not 100% sure whether that means war, I, but I think it doesn't hurt if we get us prepared. The CCP has been threatening about, you know, Occupy Taiwan, waging a war, and uh, and uh, you, I, I said that general actually talk about Occupy US in two thousand and three as early as that, and I think they are very closely watching what's happening in the US, and uh, and because this, like I, I said in the program, uh, very early. Uh, recent program for the CCP, the election result of this, uh, this year, for them, it's a matter of life and death. I think we sh really should realize this. So it has the biggest motivation to interfere with this US election. They do want uh, to, to have the result that they hope so 
as we know, the election is not settled. Although some people say, oh, it's already settled, but, but they know very clearly it's not settled. So I think they could be preparing for something. Um, we, should, we should not let go of our guard. We should be, uh, I think, highly uh, alert uh, to, I think, it, the CCP, uh, of course, I don't think it's there to challenge, you know, U.S., the, the military power of U.S. that easily. But, you know, we should also, we should not underestimate its evilness. Recently, I think it, it has been buying a lot of corpse food storage, but it's not uh, let uh, you know, ordinary citizens to to have those food storage. So people, uh, there are some kind of different indications. People are think of whether CCP is preparing for war. That's why it's it's stock up. You know, food now. Uh, so so I think it's it's never um, be a bad thing if we keep ourselves alert on alert. Right. Well, there's a variety of ways that we could be at war with any country, especially in this modern era. There is bio warfare, which some allege that the COVID-19 pandemic could have been uh, an intentional attack. It turns out it was an accident, but regardless, it's still a possibility. There's uh, warfare over space. That's why President Trump has developed a space force. And there's also technological warfare. You just mentioned how uh, the CCP has an interest in interfering with the United States election. There are hundreds of thousands of ballots were printed, fraudulent ballots were printed in China and sent to the United States to interfere. That is one form of technological attack on the United States. Do you think those allegations are truthful? Uh, yes, I actually uh, just uh, interviewed a young guy who thousands, I think dozens of thousands were, were seized, but there are so many which may have not seized. Why they, they made so many fixed ideas? I think they were preparing for this election. Wow. Well, it's, it's just another issue that seems to be pointing towards the fact that China has intentionally and pervasively been growing stronger in order to overtake the United States as the number one economy in the world. Uh, we have a question from Ryan who says, have you read the 100 year marathon, China's secret strategy? It seems the long game is what the CCP is playing. Can China be contained and will there be a war with Taiwan? Uh, I think yes. I have read that book, and I do agree. They have, they have a very high expectation for what they want to achieve when you know the CCP has established for yeah their 100 year anniversary. That was 20, I think 2049. But for next year is their 100 anniversary for the establishment of the party. So I think they do, especially Xi Jinping, I think he does have the motivation to achieve something to as a legacy for himself. Uh, so 
that's why I think they were talking about, they've already, I think, occupied Hong Kong. Hong Kong as a free city is gone, I think, so far. So they could uh, initially, I think they uh, planned to uh, do what they did to Hong Kong, to Taiwan as well. They said, oh, one, one country, two systems. If Taiwan accepted that, they could just gradually, uh, like peacefully take over Taiwan. But because of what they did to Hong Kong, Taiwan people recognized there and refused to uh, accept this system. And the, they elected a, a president who is more, I think, strong against CCP. Now maybe they think there's no time to adopt the Hong Kong model. Uh, so there is, I think, a high chance they want to. They've talked about, you know, use force. They never rule out use force uh, to occupy Taiwan. I think they, the only reason why they did not do it yet is because they they are afraid of if they do america got involved i don't think they they have confidence they can ban battle taiwan and the u.s together however however if the, uh, there is a u.s president who is not as willing to defend taiwan got elected and they know this guy, we can talk to him, you know, have some backdoor talks or underneath the deals. And we fix that guy and uh, he may or not get involved in Taiwan. Then I think it is very, very dangerous for the Taiwan. So the United States can't hold off the CCP by itself. Uh, we have a question from MT Arthur who says, should other Southeast Asian countries begin to hold a bigger military presence in the South China Sea? Pardon? Sorry, could you repeat the question? No worries. It's by M.T. Arthur. Should other Southeast Asian countries begin to hold a bigger military presence in the South China Sea? Yes, I definitely think they should. And they, they should join force and they should i think side with the us to i think fight with the ccp's uh, aggressive you know expansion all these years before i think everybody was afraid of ccp it was so strong especially those uh, relatively smaller southeast uh, countries in south china sea area they 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 wanted to do business with China, so they kind of try to stay away with the conflicts. But you know, if you stay back, the CCP step forward. So we see what they've done in the South China Sea area. Uh, I think if, but if the other countries could stay firm together, that will put them on the check. I definitely think they should. Well, that's a very good thing. And hopefully other countries can bend together and uh, take on this aggressor because China is not just an aggressor against the United States. China can be an aggressor against the very concept of federalism, the very concept of freedom, the very concept of uh, following any type of constitution. So we had another question by Ryan who's asking, what is the future for Christians in China under the CCP? I think there's no future at all. 
Uh, the CCP has always been very, very hostile to any kind of true belief and true religion. I think many, many, sorry, um, Christians have already been persecuted very badly. Maybe every year, I heard a number of some, something like 20,000 got killed in one year. And they, they, they are already have a very, very hard time. And, and I think another thing is very, very bad for Christianity is the CCP actually wants to, uh, how can we say, transform the Christianity. On the surface, they need you uh, to worship your God. You, you can go to the church, but you, you need to, you know, pledge your loyalty to the party first. You know, the, the legal or the legitimate Bible inside China have an extra sentence that um, some, some in, in the effect of saying, yeah, before you, you, you worship your God or you love your God, you need to uh, agree, or, uh, agree that the party has some say with your affairs or you, you need to love the party first or you need to, uh, they, they call it san zi jiao hui, means you need to uh, love your country, love the party, uh, love the people, and then you can go to your, your, your church. So, uh, and they have secret party members going to this church. So on the surface, they, they allow you to, to go to the church, but gradually they undermine this this religion from within, and then it's just a formality. We've, we've already seen this happen with Buddhism. Buddhism, You know, we see many temples are now raising CCP flags instead of, you know, doing their religious rituals, and they become CCP part members, they connect money. So on the surface, they are still monks, but they don't worship or believe Buddha anymore. They believe in the party, they believe in the power the party can give them, and they believe the money the party can give them. And I think that's really the death of any religion. If you corrupt the people's heart, people no longer really have faith in your God. So what's the point of going to that kind of church? So apart from the, uh, the real persecution of putting you into jail, this uh, is another kind of maybe more dangerous persecution people may not have realized yet. And so to our viewers, I just want to remind you, if you go to Twitter and you follow New Right Network, you'll find a link on where you can submit your live questions. We're still doing our interview here with Jennifer Zhang, who is our expert on the CCP this evening. So please don't forget to send in your questions. Jennifer, I have a couple questions for you. And it's mostly about accountability in the United States. I mean, you've given, you've illustrated such an incredible picture of how damaging the Communist Chinese Party is. And yet, we have Joe Biden, Vice President Joe Biden, who is claiming to be the president-elect with the help of the mainstream media, covering up any allegations of voter fraud so they can control the narrative to say that he will be the future president. And yet he has direct ties with underground dealings with China through his son, Hunter Biden. 
Hunter Biden had a very, very intense relationship with a Chinese business where he was benefiting almost $10 million a year just for conducting meet and greets with those Chinese business owners and influential people in the United States. We also have that issue of massive intellectual property theft that the Chinese have been conducting against the United States for decades. What should the United States be doing about this complicity? Should these politicians be held accountable? And that question also goes towards Congressman Eric Swalwell, who was tightly associated with an alleged Chinese spy. Yes, I think because the CCP has been working for so many decades, they've already started, I think, uh, to make laws for, for the US. I share a story of an investigation I did two years ago, how they made a law in the state legislature of Oregon to you know, promote Confucius classroom in all statewide, all the public uh, schools. So they've already making laws for the US. That's, I think, dangerous and uh, uh, terrifying enough. And I think another very terrifying thing is through they, 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 they put huge, you know, advertised dollars, not only to many major media, but also social media platforms. So now the media and the social media platform are all working for the CCP. Now I think it's so ridiculous. A legitimately elected president, President Trump, was censored every single tweet. He tweeted was put uh, some kind of uh, blue uh, tag saying, oh, the claim about the election is, uh, is, is, is disputed. And when he was doing a live press conference, they cut him off, uh, I think, you know, before he finished. But on the, on the other side, uh, on the other hand, in the meantime, the CCP's officials, party members like Minister of Foreign Affairs could publish long, long articles in New York Times in both Chinese and English to promote uh, her views. So because of this media and social media control and um, manipulation of information, I think the majority of American public is not properly informed of the, the situation, especially the, the Biden family's corruption, the, all those bad things they did, so they could vote for the wrong people. And another very, I think, dangerous thing, I'm actually going to release a program today about the Dominion system, how its real boss could be a Beijing company. Uh, I think they have a lot of several board members who are the CCP's top expert to, uh, I think, on smart uh, surveillance, digital totalitarian, the, that kind of system. So it's like, for me, after I did all this study, I felt that is a platform for all this part to work together to manipulate dominion system. And uh, it's, you can say, related company injected 400 million US dollars into Dominion's parent company just on October 8th. That's less than a month of the election day. If they are counting our votes or if they are creating our votes, 
and then they can change the of course america is already it's okay because they got their people elected and then they can tell us people to do whatever they wanted to do and uh, so the next step i think is we could all become slaves of communism if we don't stop them now that's how serious this issue is well it's so ironic that for the entirety of president trump's administration his first term they the democrats attacked the president and tried to undermine his administration by alleging that he colluded with russia and that russia was guilty of election interference foreign election interference in the 2016 presidential election ironically as of now there are numerous allegations against the ccp for foreign election interference in the 2020 election and the media does not want to cover it so we got one issue of propaganda in which the united states social media platforms and mainstream media is complicit with the ccp but we also have the issue of our supposed vice our supposed president-elect vice president joe biden what do you expect if he does become president will he be working with the ccp do you think that we will fall completely into the clutches of the communist party yes i i do i do believe that's actually we don't have to look at him look 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 back and when obama was in power and when clinton was in power these those are the politicians who uh, agreed to have china join the wto and who agreed to have to watch the child, you know, the CCP taking advantage of America for decades. That's why we lose millions of jobs. We lose our middle class, and then that's why we are saying so ridiculous things are happening. The president of America under attack, but CCP guys can say anything they want to say. And I think people like me, if I say something they don't like, they can just suppress me. The bad thing is already happened. It already happened, and we are already feeling it. If we are still don't believe it, what else proof we can have? It, it really pained my heart. You know, when during the protests of Hong Kong, some Hong Kong people went to Taiwan saying, We can only show you once, meaning we would be killed by the CCP. I also want to say to the American people, we, I can only show you once, I was you know, nearly tortured to death under communism and many people already died because of the CCP's, I think, persecution. 80, 80 million people died of unnatural uh, deaths we can only show you once if we lose this chance I, I don't think i have the chance to show you the second time that's very very scary it absolutely is we had a question from comrade ryan on discord he says with the way that china has eaten up western capital in concern to manufacturing in the last 40 years in your opinion, does the CCP love the Chinese people or money more? Does the Chinese CCP love Chinese people or money? Or money more. Which do they care about the most? 
Is it about money, or about profit, or the people? Of course, they, they care. They, they only want money. What they do, I haven't talked about the organ harvesting issue. They actually are treating human beings like myself as an organ bank. And they keep you, they do blood tests and DNA tests to you, and they store your data there. And then anybody need an organ, they killed that person, they find a match on that database and then killed that person on demand so that they can, one person's organs could be sold half a million US dollars according to the price they put on it. So they have been killing, I think, probably already 2 million people and sold their organs to profit. It's a millions, million, billions and billions astronomical number of money. So I, if they have just a little, little bit of love for human being, they would never ever did this. They never care about human being. And they killed, I think, two, 400 million unborn babies because they their one child or one family policy they don't mm -hmm. care and you know when they carry out that policy some baby were already born but got just killed because you are not supposed to born you are the second baby of the family so we kill you and nobody feel guilty about that so i think that one of the most important nature of the CCP is it has no respect of life at all. Life in its eyes is just a, a number or, or, or how many slaves they have. They can uh, maybe uh, make this part as their slave, this part of their organ bank that they can sold for body parts and that, that part can, can be their workers to make more money for them. That's their calculation and their way of thinking. Don't ever think that they will treat you as a human being, never, ever. All right. Well, it's very interesting how, despite everything that you've just said and how clearly the CCP is inhumane and is destructive, the United States or many uh, people within the United States seem to be promoting the CCP regardless of that. For example, the Discovery Channel is producing a show called The Day I Ran China, which is under the instruction and supervision of the Chinese Communist Party. So it is the propaganda that the CCP wants to spread that the United States is willingly sharing. We also have leaders, political leaders, who willingly do underground dealings with the CCP. Why do you think these corrupt politicians and these corrupt media sources are dealing with such a destructive country? Why do, what is the incentive and what is the benefit for them? I think when you, when you sell your soul to the demon, you got rewarded with money. That's your own choice. I think they, they, the CCP can push their way around the world with money is because there are many people who are willing to sell their soul for exchange of money. Uh, not only inside China, but uh, unfortunately outside China. And also I think 
That's why I, I recommend again everybody to read the book Nine Commentaries on Communist Party and the Spectre of Communism is Ruling Our World. So according to the theory of this book, the specter of communism is an independent living being in another dimension. So if you uh, identify with him, with it, or you agree with its ideology or whatever, it were actually attached to your body and then you are controlled by it. And you were thinking its way and you were, you know, do things under its command, you lose your own free will and your soul, you basically, uh, I think in Bible, I think, or other ancient stories, we know if you sell your soul to the demon, you are controlled by it and doing all sorts of things that other people may feel hard to understand because this person has already sold his soul to Satan, to demon, and then got, I think, attached or controlled by the specter of communism without him or her realizing it. Right. Well, we have another live question that asks, do you think that China is going to go to war with India? Uh, it's hard to say. I think they had some conflicts with India. Uh, when they needed, I think that was in many decades ago when the CCP was, I think, in some kind of crisis, it needs to show its people that it has this power. So it's tried to pick up um, like a country like India, they think they can, they can defeat and they can control the scare and uh, uh, of the, of, uh, uh, to what kind of degree they can have the war. So they, if they have, think internal crisis, they could choose to wage some kind of war with India to show to its people, oh no, no uh, we, we've, we are still powerful, we are still capable of defending our people. And sometimes also when they need to bring the people together, I think the communism ideology has long since lost its, I think, legitimacy, or nobody in China actually really believes in communism, but nationalism is a banner they can use. So now if they have a, you know, foreign enemy trying to invading us, uh, now we, they can, you know, hold up this nationalism banner to strengthen its own legitimacy and keep the people uh, together to keep going. So we we should not, I think, rule out that kind of possibility. But right now, I think they are closely watching the result of the US election. And they know if Donald Trump got re-elected, I think if the current tough policy against the CCP continues, they, were, they know they were, it's the end of their day very, very soon. That's why uh, they, I don't think maybe they don't have the ability to make trouble with India anymore. But if not, if things happen to the other way, I really don't know what would happen. It could pick up India as someone they think they could, uh, you know, control and defeat. 
the eyes of the world are turning to the United States as our presidential election is still up in the air. I understand, and you had said it before, so many people are claiming that it's settled, but any analysis of the Constitution will show you that anything could really happen still until the day of inauguration, January 21st, 2021. So we shall see what happens. To end on a positive note, Jennifer, you know, you've been very outspoken against uh, Joe Biden and his complicity with China. President Trump's slogan was make America great again. Why did you come to the United States and do you think the United States is great and can be great again? Yes, I do believe it can. I chose to United States because I think it is the, the beacon of the free world. And uh, if I want to say something, if I say it here, it's maybe I have a louder voice and uh, I have more chance to people to hear me. And uh, this is a last, especially I think among many Chinese Americans who escaped socialism and communism in China, we all think if, you know, when we were persecuted in, in China, we can escape to the US, but if US becomes another China, we have nowhere to go. That's why many, many American Chinese are very, very active this time in during this election. Uh, because we do, we do uh, believe that America is the, is the hope for, for the for, for the entire human being. If America is up, I think the human being have something to look up to and, uh, and the, the current world world can be maintained and we can flourish again. So I think right now, the most important thing is we the people. We the people need to show our strength, need to show our determination and defend our Republic defend our constitution and defend America and defend the world. I can definitely agree with that, Jennifer. And your story is amazing. This is so incredibly educational. I want to thank you so much for being here. Can you tell the viewers where they can find you on social media, where they can find your YouTube channel and all the ways they can get in contact? Yeah, if you search for inconvenient truths, by Jennifer Zheng on YouTube and Rumble, you can find me. And also my Facebook uh, page is also by the, by, the, by the same name. And my Twitter account is Jennifer and NTD, one word, Jennifer and NTD. And I also have my own website, Jennifer Zheng blog. Zheng is Z-E-N-G, that's my surname, jenniferzhengblog.com. That's my own website. So. If you want to send me a message, you can send through my website, contact page of my website. Yeah. Awesome. And again, this is Jennifer Zung. Thank you so much for joining us. You are watching New Right Network right now. My name is Christy McLaughlin. You can find me on social media with Christy Marie McLaughlin, C H R I S T Y. And you can search more for New Right Network under newrightnetwork.com or nrnplus, P L U 